everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Primrim's Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. Today's playlist is going to be a little different from usual. This episode's theme is the five senses, aka sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste, with each song having a title that references one of these senses. This means that, unlike past playlists, these songs aren't united by any musical similarities, it's a bit all over the place, with a ton of different genres and styles represented. There is something for everyone on today's playlist. Of course, these five senses aren't the only senses humans have, and not every human has all five of these senses, but even if oversimplified, they are such a well-known group of five things that I felt they would make a fun playlist theme. Before we move on though, a little disclaimer about this episode. As you all know, this podcast comes out every other week, so episodes run on a two-week long-ish production schedule. However, I'm moving back to college right in the middle of this episode's production. Actually, by the time any of you hear this episode, I'll already be moved in for like a week. I really, really do not want to try to book a recording space during the first week of classes when everything is in 100% chaos mode all the time. So, this episode has actually been fully scripted and recorded prior to moving in. I'm actually recording this the morning of my move-in date, so it's a stressful time. As a result, this episode is going to be a little more rushed than usual script-wise, so I apologize in advance. Trust me when I say it's probably still better quality than if I tried to get this done post-move-in. Alright, that's enough yammering, let's pull up the playlist. Our first song today, representing Sight, is All I See Is You by Alia, currently at 8.2k views on Stone Music Entertainment. This is a chill R&B track, starting off with cold-sounding electric piano, half-time snapping percussion, breathy vocals, and occasional bass kicks. The verse transitions into the chorus with a hi-hat and descending bass line, with jazzy snares and a bit of guitar layered in for the more filled-out instrumental. Interestingly, the song's first post-chorus is actually way more chill than the first chorus or second verse, as opposed to the high-energy, instrumental-break style post-choruses often seen in K-pop. This helps the song keep its chill vibe. The instrumentation stays pretty consistent throughout, almost giving it a band-like or live-performance-like feel, though it's a bit too cleanly produced to go 100% there. Like, it almost feels like a studio version of something meant to be played live, maybe at a bar or something. All in all, it's a simple and clean R&B track with a bit of a cold, almost wintry edge to it. All I See Is You is perfect for people who like Playboy by EXO. Both songs use a cold-toned electric piano as their primary chord instrument, as well as snapping percussion accented by breathy vocals and a little bit of guitar. Plus, both go for the slightly swung jazzy style of R&B over the straight rhythm trap-inspired style you also hear quite often in K-pop, adding to the similarities. That being said, melody-wise, All I See Is You definitely leads more towards a ballad than Playboy. So if you like Playboy but are also into those ballad meets R&B fusion-y type songs, All I See Is You is a great choice for you. How about song number two? With just 140 views on Local High Records, next up we've got Blah Blah by Kinney K, representing hearing. Even though it doesn't directly mention hearing in the title, Blah Blah is generally used to represent talking, which is a hearing-based form of communication, so I think it works. 
This is a strong track, like something you'd hear on one of those bad female K-pop artist playlists that the YouTube algorithm seems to really love putting in my recommendations section. The focus point of this song is Kenny K's voice, which has this really cool, high, harsh timbre that, strange enough to say, actually comes through best when she hits lower notes. While her voice is the focus of the full song, the focus of the instrumental is by no contest the looping horn melody, which provides the bulk of the melodic support while the rhythm and pace is set by the intricate percussion track. Notably, the pace doubles during the pre-choruses, as opposed to the majority of K-pop songs which either have no change in pace or drop to a half-time tempo. Between the looping horn, tempo changes, and strong vocal timbre, the song is a great addition to any pump-up playlist. Blah Blah is kinda like if Hobgoblin by CLC, Lie by Exit, and Really Bad Boy by Red Velvet combined forces and summoned a new song like the Planeteer summoning Captain Planet. That looping horn sting reminds me a lot of the post-chorus from Lie and the loop throughout Really Bad Boy, while the changes in pace remind me of Lie and Hobgoblin. Plus, that percussion track during the verse reminds me a little bit of Hobgoblin's chorus. Kenny K's voice adds to this comparison too, having a similar vibe to Yeon from CLC and Ellie from Exit, plus a little bit of Soyeon from G-Idol and also even some Hyuna in there. Really, it all comes down to what I brought up at the start of this review. If you're into those bad female K-pop artist playlists all over YouTube, you'll probably be into blah blah. Song free, please. Song number 3 today, representing Touch, is Touch Me by Dios, with 34k views on Jimmy Music and 18k views on their official YouTube channel. Right away we start off with a syncopated little guitar riff punctuating a deep, funky bassline, 80s-esque synths, and some almost tropical house-ish arpeggios. After a 4-beat hesitation, this general instrumentation style continues throughout the verse, with a shift towards halftime trap percussion and close vocal harmony during the pre-chorus. The chorus picks the pace back up, going back to its original funky flavor while really emphasizing the syncopated synth elements. The second verse, rather than repeating the composition of the first verse, goes for a halftime trap-based rap verse, with a more percussion-based and ambiently synthed instrumental. God, I hate that I just use synth as a verb. Anyway, the bridge is dealt with similarly, again going halftime, though less trap percussion and more snap percussion. See what I did there? On all, this is one of those underrated songs that makes you go, how is this even on this playlist? The combination of trap and arguable neutro, the summary and upbeat vibes, and even the structure of the song itself are completely in line with the type of stuff that people think of when they think of K-pop boy group music, as limiting as that is. And if a major group put this song out, I think it would have been a smash hit. But hey, Dios is still a pre-debut group so I think this is a great sign for this group's future. Out of every similar boy group song I could think of, Love Me Love Me by Winner definitely fits Touch Me the best. Both songs use a combination of tropical house-like electronic instruments with syncopated, almost disco-like guitar to create a simultaneously summery and funky vibe. Plus, while not quite the same instruments or genres, the deep horn stings in Love Me Love Me play a similar compositional role to the bursts of synths in Touch Me, and the straight-up EDM build-up in Love Me Love Me's pre-chorus is the same level of genre shift shenanigans as the trap influences in Touch Me. So if Love Me Love Me is a summer staple for you, give Touch Me a listen. How about song number four? 
Alright, representing Smell, this is Scent of the Day by Lee Mujin at 84,000 views on One the Keg. This is technically out of my usual viewership range for this podcast. I try to stick to stuff that's under 50,000 views. But also, this is the only song that's come out recently that works with Scent. And the only other song that's even close is reserved for this episode's Patreon-exclusive debut review. So, well, here we are. This is this playlist's token ballad, and quite a minimalist one at that, with an instrumental built near entirely around a single acoustic guitar. After playing a short introductory melody to set the mood, the guitar mostly takes a backseat, either mimicking the vocal melody or filling in blank space with simple arpeggios. This allows Lee Mujin's voice to really take center stage, as it should. He does an incredible job in this song, taking on a soft and low timbre during the verses, before moving into a much higher register without going into a falsetto. While I do love a good falsetto, this song just wouldn't fit one. Come the second verse, orchestral strings fill out the instrumental with slow, long notes, adding to the drama already portrayed by Lee Mujin's change in vocal style. It's pretty much exactly what one would want from a ballad, a softer and more emotional track with a slower tempo and a heavy emphasis on vocal performance. Scent of a Day's transition from an all-acoustic guitar instrumental to a more filled-out instrumental reminds me a lot of Through the Night by Ayu. Though not filled out in the same way, Through the Night adds cold piano and choral backing vocals rather than strings, that rise in intensity is still pulled off in a similar way. So if you like Through the Night, you may like Scent of the Day. Let's hear song 5. Our fifth song today is Hanmanun Bibibop, translating to A Lot of Bibibop, according to Google Translate, by Kim Jung-min featuring Kim Duk-soo, garnering 1,800 views on Ogam Entertainment. Of course, since Bibibop is a type of food, this song represents taste on today's playlist. Leading in with an almost trance-like thumping bass and riser, the song quickly transitions into a more recognizable trot style, with plenty of brass accents, a short electric guitar solo, upbeat chorus vocals, and even some strings in there. What really stood out to me about this song is its use of extra, like, unique samples, primarily of loud, rattling percussion and a man shouting. I think that these choices, combined with the all-ad-lib bridge, give this song a really unique edge that sets it apart from other trot songs I've covered before. According to the description of this video put through Google Translate, Kim Jong-min has a decades-long career in pansori. After a quick listen to a clip of admittedly much older pansori available on Wikipedia, it appears that the shouting man and rattling percussion heard in Hanman and Bibimbap may be inspired or directly lifted from pansori. The mix of pansori, contemporary trot, and Chinese trance-like opener is a seriously cool mix of genres which spans a huge chunk of time, and yet they're blended seamlessly. Okay, so this is a very tenuous connection, but hear me out, Haman and Bibimbap is kind of like a trot version of Tinkerbell by April. Both songs have a tendency to have a really steady and straight-on-the-beat bass percussion rhythm, which then gets syncopated on the last measure of a phrase to match up with the rhythm of the sung melody. And I realize that's a really overly specific connection, but that's really the best I've got. Also, both songs combine that almost trance-like bass percussion with strings and other real-world or real-world-adjacent instruments, the more so strings with Tinkerbell and brass with Hanman and Bibimbap. So I guess if you like Tinkerbell by April and are looking to get into Trot, this is a good starting place. 
Honestly, I think this song's biggest appeal is its combination of genres from throughout the ages. So if that's something you're into, then Hummin' and Bibimbop is right up your alley. Last but not least, let's hear our Sorfam song. Our Sorfam song today is Si Re Rung, translating to Growl according to Google Translate, by Wang Hei Kyung, currently at 1200 views on Music and New. Technically, I guess you could say that Sirerung could represent hearing since growling is a sound, but like, I couldn't not talk about this absolutely bonkers track. Let me just take you through this whole thing step by step because I think that's the only way I can actually explain it properly. We start off with ambient synths and traditional drums playing in what sounds to be a waltz time rhythm. After a synthorizer, the song snaps into a 4-4 time trance beat with steady percussion, more ambient synths, and Wang Hae Kyung's high and throaty voice. The next segment goes for some synth pad stings, emphasizing the start of each measure, as background vocals sing Si Re Rung over and over, occasionally punctuated by grinding synth melodies, before cutting back to the trance-style instrumental, this time more filled out. After one more ambient section, we launch into what I can only describe as the exact midpoint between Pansori and a rap break, and before you can fully register what just happened, we snap back to the waltz time ambient synths and traditional drums combo from the intro, but more filled out. A quick bridge is sung in a quieter timbre over a stripped down verse instrumental, then the floodgates open with a repeat of the first verse and chorus, then a spoken word section over more synths and drums, ending abruptly with the last word spoken. Yeah, it's a lot. There are a lot of songs I gotta combine to make something even close to Sin Rung, so here goes. The Chaser by Infinite, White T-Shirt by Junghyun, Heat by Luna, Queen by Freeye but only the instrumental, and specifically the tempo change from Silent Night by Dreamcatcher. Sung by An Ye Eun, doing an impression of Hyuna's lower vocal timbre during the pre-choruses of Lip and Hip. If literally any of that made sense to you, go check out Si Re Rung, and even if it didn't, check it out anyway, because I don't think it's ever going to truly leave my head. There's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. You know it, you love it, it's time to spin the wheel of segments. And this week's segment is... Such a tease. We've all been band switched by a teaser before. Sometimes the promotional material looks and sounds nothing like the final music video. Such a tease is the segment where I look at those misleading teasers and recommend songs that fit them a little better. Today we're going to be talking about Trailer B for What's by Dreamcatcher. While What's screaming guitars and rainy city lights looked and sounded amazing in the final MV, it didn't quite match what Trailer B portrayed. It also didn't match Trailer A, but I only have time to focus on one. We'll save that for a future segment. First, let's watch What's Trailer B. It starts off with ominous wind noises and Middle Eastern-inspired music over a wide drone shot of a desert, color graded such that the scene has a dark atmosphere, but is still colorful enough to show how hot and bright the environment is. Standing in this desert is the group member Jiyu, who is shown dressed in black, turning over her shoulder towards the camera. Scenes cut from day to night with a glitchy effect, and the time between cuts grows shorter and shorter. Piano music plays, and the camera zooms away from Jiyu before it suddenly cuts to black, with the logo for the album appearing in white. 
In total, this trailer teased a desert-themed music video with a dark but colorful aesthetic, plus quick cuts between shots, maybe some special transition effects, and a song with Middle Eastern inspiration. These elements can all be seen in the music video for Shadowplay by Pink Fantasy. While not all scenes take place in a desert, many of the most iconic scenes, such as Sia wrapped in red scarves and Harin wearing a floral blindfold, are filmed in a desert setting. Every scene in the music video, not just the desert scenes, are colorated in a way that gives them a dark atmosphere, while also being highly saturated, much more so than Trailer B, actually, but still giving off that idea of simultaneous brightness and darkness. There are some fairly quick shots and fancy shot transitions in this music video, such as the swirling effect when Sia stabs her wrist with the rose, or the ink and water-like transition from the rap break to the second pre-chorus. And the song, especially in its melody, takes heavy inspiration from Middle Eastern music, using a lot of half-step intervals. So if you liked the musical choices, color grading, editing, and or setting of what trailer be, I'd highly recommend watching the MV for Shadowplay by Pink Fantasy. And with that, we end episode 12 of Privam's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s3e12, all letters capital, all numbers numerals. If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at primms underscore playlist, Twitter at playlistprim, or the official Primo's Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash Prim's Playlist. That's linktr.ee slash P-R-I-M-M-S-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T. Primo's Playlist is a proud member of BrainRot Presents. For more information, visit brainrotpresents.wixsite.com slash landing. If you'd like to support our podcasts, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash brainrot underscore P-R-S-N-T-S. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for in-episode shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, visit fundraiser.com slash brainrot underscore PRSNTS. That's F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R dot com slash brainrot underscore PRSNTS. Shout out to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters, Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Delenn Bouchamp, Connor Fox, Jan Aloni, Sean Locke, Crow, Olive Old Wolf, Juno, Ollie Skiant, Mordecai Sennett, and Jace Pastris. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today. Me, 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 me.